0: Well hello there. Welcome to the podcast. It's where I, a robot, reads out random Wikipedia articles to make you bored. Today, I will be reading the Wikipedia article, Fooler People. You can find this page and the authors in the show notes or at En.wikipedia.org slash wiki slash underscore people. Enough yapping from me. Let's jump in. The Fula, Fulani, or Fulay people. Fula, Fulay. French, Pearl, Hausa. Fulani or Halani. Portuguese, Fula, Wolof, Pel. Bambara, Fulor, are one of the largest ethnic groups in the Sahel and West Africa, widely dispersed across the region. Inhabiting many countries, they live mainly in West Africa and northern parts of Central Africa but also in South Sudan, Darfur, Eritrea, and regions near the Red Sea coast. The approximate number of Fula people is unknown due to clashing definitions regarding Fula ethnicity. Various estimates put the figure between 55 and 69.2 million worldwide. A significant proportion of the Fula. A third, or an estimated 12 to 13 million. Are pastoralists and their ethnic group has the largest nomadic pastoral community in the world. The majority of the Fula ethnic group consisted of semi-sedentary people as well as sedentary settled. Farmers, scholars, artisans, merchants, and nobility. As an ethnic group, they are bound together by the Fula language, their history and their culture. More than 99% of the Fula are Muslims. Many West African leaders are of Fulani descent including the President of Nigeria, Mohamedou Buhari, the President of Senegal, Maki Sal, the President of Gambia, Adama Barrow, the President of Guinea. Bissau, Umaro Sisako Mbalo, the Vice President of Sierra Leone, Mohammed Julday Jalou, and the Prime Minister of Mali, Boubou Sissé. They also occupy positions in major international institutions. Such as the Deputy Secretary General of the United Nations, Amina J. Mohammed, the 74th President of the United Nations General Assembly, Tajani Muhammad Bond, and the Secretary-General of OPEC. Muhammad Sanusi Barkindo. Names There are many names, and spellings of the names, used in other languages to refer to the Fulay. Fulani in English is borrowed from the Hausa term. Fula. From Manding languages, is also used in English. And sometimes spelled fuller or fuller. Fuller and Fulani are commonly used in English, including within Africa. The French borrowed the Wolof term pell, which is variously spelled pearl, pule, and even pule. More recently, the Fulfulde, Pula term fuller, which is a plural noun, singular. Pulo, has been anglicized as fulba, which is gaining popularity in use. In Portuguese, the terms fula or futafula are used. The terms falata, falata, or falata are of Canuri origins, and are often the ethnonyms by which Fulani people are identified by in parts of Chad and Sudan. Geographic distribution The Fula people are widely distributed, across the Sahel from the Atlantic coast to the Red Sea, particularly in West Africa. The countries where they are present include Mauritania, Ghana, Senegal, Guinea, the Gambia, Mali, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Benin, Burkina Faso, Guinea-Bissau, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, Niger, Chad, Togo, South Sudan, the Central African Republic, Liberia, and as far east as the Red Sea in Sudan and Egypt. With the exception of Guinea, where the Fula make up the largest ethnic group, and Senegal, Mali, Burkina Faso, and Niger. Fulas are either a significant or a minority ethnic group in nearly all other countries where they live. In addition, many also speak other languages of the countries they inhabit, making many Fulani bilingual or even trilingual. Such languages include French, Hausa. Bambara, Wolof, and Arabic. Major concentrations of Fulani people exist in the Futa Jalan highlands of central Guinea. And south into the northernmost reaches of Sierra Leone. The Futa Toro Savanna grasslands of Senegal and southern Mauritania. The Messina inland Niger river delta system around central Mali. especially in the regions around Mopti and the Nioro du Sahel in the Kays region, the Borgu settlements of Benin, Togo, and west-central Nigeria, the northern parts of Burkina Faso in the Sahel. Regions provinces of Seno, Wadalan, and Soum, and the areas occupied by the Sokoto Caliphate, which includes what is now southern Niger and northern Nigeria, such as Tahua, Katsina, Sokoto, Kebi, Zinda, Bauchi, Difa, Yobe, Gombe, and further east, into the Banu River Valley systems of northeastern Nigeria and northern Cameroon. This is the area known as the Fobina, literally meaning the South, in Adamawa Fulfulda, because it represented the most southern and eastern reaches of Fulay hegemonic dominance in West Africa. In this area, Fulfulda is the local lingua franca and language of cross cultural communication. Further east of this area, Fulani communities become predominantly nomadic and exist at less organized social systems. These are the areas of the Chari. Bagirmi region and its river systems, in Chad and the Central African Republic, the Wadai highlands of eastern Chad, the areas around Kurdifan, Darfur and the Blue Nile, Senna, Kasala regions of. Sudan, as well as the Red Sea coastal city of Port Sudan. The Fulani on their way to or back from the pilgrimage to Mecca, Saudi Arabia, settled in many parts of eastern Sudan, today representing a distinct community of over 2 million people referred to as the Fulata. While their early settlements in West Africa were in the vicinity of the tri-border point of present-day Mali, Senegal, and Mauritania, they are now, after centuries of gradual migrations and conquests, spread throughout a wide band of West and Central Africa. The Fulani people occupy a vast geographical expanse located Roughly in a longitudinal east-west band immediately south of the Sahara, and just north of the coastal rainforest and swamps. There are an estimated 20 to 25 million Fulani people. There are generally. Three different types of Fulani based on settlement patterns. Viz. The nomadic, pastoral or imbaroro the semi-nomadic, and the settled or town fulani. The pastoral fulani move around with their cattle throughout the year. Typically, they do not stay around for long stretches, not more than two to four months at a time. The semi-nomadic fulani can either be fulle families who happen to settle down temporarily at particular times of the year or full families who do not browse around past their immediate surroundings and even though they possess livestock they do not wander away from a fixed or settled homestead not too far away they are basically in us. Settled Fulani live in villages, towns, and cities permanently and have given up nomadic life completely, in favor of an urban one. These processes of settlement, concentration, and military conquest led to the existence of organized and long established communities of Fulani, varying in size from small villages to towns. Today, some major Fulani towns include Labay, Pitta, Mamu, and Dilaba in Guinea, Kady, Matam, and Poda in Senegal and Mauritania, Bandiagara, Mopti, Dori, Gorom Gorom, and Jibo in Mali, and Burkina Faso, on the bend of the Niger, and Kebbi, Gombe, Yola. Digil Jalingo, Mayo-Belwa, Mubi, Marua, Naoundere, Duku, Gire, and Garua in the countries of Cameroon and Nigeria. In most of these communities, the Fulani are usually perceived as a ruling class. Typically, Fulé belonging to the same affinity block tend to cluster together in culture, customs, and dialectal variety. Eastern Fulé subgroups tend to be more similar to each other than to other subgroups, and the same applies to most Western groups. Culturally speaking, the central Fulé subgroups are roughly in between the Western and Eastern Fulani cultural niches. For example, the Messina Fulay share similarities both dialectally and culturally to Nigeria, Cameroonian, Eastern, both of which end interrogative questions with N.A., as well as Senegalese, Guinean, Western, Fulay cultures, who do not end interrogative questions in such mannerism. Accordingly, the Western groups are the most divergent from the Eastern groups and vice versa. Overall, however, all share most cultural practices to a large extent. In Ghana, the exact number of Fulani is unknown due to systematic oppression that includes not counting the Fulani in the Ghanaian census. This reflects widespread discrimination and negative stereotypes about the Fulani. History The origins of the Fulani people are unclear and various theories have been postulated. Some scholars on Fulani history and Sokoto Caliphate have traced the lineage of the Tarankawa clan, Tarodbi, of the Fulani to an Arab called Uqba bin. Nafi. As a nomadic herding people, they have moved through and among many other cultures. Scutch notes that their oral histories point toward a start in Jordan or farther east, but also that their language comes from the Senegambian region. He concludes that the modern Fulani people began in the northern Senegambian region. Walter Rodney in his book The History of the Upper Guinea Coast, argues that Fulbra are originally from North Africa and they conquered the Futa Jalan region led by the Fulani-Koli-Tenguela. The ethnogenesis of the Fulani people may have begun as a result of interactions between an ancient West African population and North African populations such as Berbers or Egyptians. Their West African roots may be in and around the valley of Senegal River. They likely reflect a genetic intermix of people with West African, North African, and Arabian origins, and have been a part of many ruling dynasties particularly in the Sahel and West Africa. Speculations about their origins started in the era of European conquest and colonization. Timeline of Fulani history. Early history: The Fulani may have been involved in the formation of a state with its capital at Takrua which is suggested to have had influx of Fulani migrating from the east and settling in the Senegal Valley. Although John Donnelly Faye suggests that Takrur was formed. Through the interaction of Berbers from the Sahara and Negro agricultural peoples, who were, essentially Surah, Fulani culture continued to emerge in the area of the upper Niger and Senegal rivers. The Fulani were cattle-keeping farmers who shared their lands with other nearby groups, like the Soninki, who contributed to the rise of ancient Ghana, with eastward and westward expansion being led by nomadic groups of cattle breeders or the Fulay Ladder. While the initial expansionist groups were small, they soon increased in size due to the availability of grazing lands in the Sahel and the lands that bordered it to the immediate south. Agricultural expansions led to a division among the Fulani where individuals were classified as belonging either to the group of expansionist nomadic agriculturalists or the group of Fulani who found it more comfortable to abandon traditional nomadic ways and settle in towns or the Fulay Wuro. Fulani towns were a direct result of nomadic heritage and were often founded by individuals who had simply chosen to settle in a given area instead of continuing on their way this cultural interaction most probably occurred in senegal where the closely linguistically related tucoor Sura and wolof people predominate ultimately leading to the ethnogenesis of the fulani culture Language and people before subsequent expansion throughout much of West Africa. Another version is that they were originally a Berber speaking people who crossed Senegal to pasture their cattle on the furlough desert south of the Senegal River. Finding themselves cut off from their kinsmen by the other communities now occupying the fertile Senegal Valley they gradually adopted the language of their new neighbors. As their herds increased, small groups found themselves forced to move eastward and further southwards and so initiated a series of migrations throughout West Africa, which endures to the present day. Evidence of Fulani migration as a whole, from the western to eastern Sudan is very fragmentary. Delafosse, one of the earliest inquirers into Fulani history and customs, principally relying on oral tradition, estimated that Fulani migrants left Fuata Toro, and Messina, towards the east, between the 11th and the 14th centuries. By the 15th century, there was a steady flow of Fulay immigrants into Hausaland and later on Bornu. Their presence in Baghermi was later recorded when Fulani fought his allies to or Burni Basif, when he founded Massenia, a Chadian town, early in the 16th century. By the end of the 18th century. Fulani settlements were dotted all over the Banu River Valley and its tributaries. They spread eastwards towards Garua and Ray Buba, and southwards towards the Faro River, to the foot of the Mambilla Plateau, which they would later ascend in subsequent years. The heaviest concentrations of their settlements were at Gurun, Chumba Territory. Chiboa, Tarua, and Bundang. These so-called Benu Fulani reduced the frequency with which they moved from place to place. The number of years they stayed at one spot depended on two factors: the reaction of the earlier settlers of that locality to their presence, and how satisfactory the conditions were, i.e., Availability of pastures for their cattle. Settlement and Islam, Fula people, with Arabic and North African roots, adopted Islam early. According to David Leveson, adopting Islam made the Fulani feel a cultural and religious superiority to surrounding peoples, and that adoption became a major ethnic boundary. Marker, between them and other African ethnic groups in the Sahel and West Africa. Settled and nomadic Fulani became political and warring entities, armed with horses and equipment of war from the North. The wars were not merely between Fula people and other ethnic groups, but also internecine between the pastoral and sedentary Fulani where sometimes they worked in cohesion, and other times. The Muslim Fulani leaders attacked the nomadic Fulani as infidels. The Songhai Empire rulers had converted to Sunni Islam in the 11th century and were a major trading partner of the Middle East and North Africa. The Fulani warriors, in the 15th century, challenged this West African trading state near the Niger River but were repulsed In 1493 Askia Muhammad led the Fulani people from western Sudan and over time gained control of much that was previously Songhai Empire removing Sunni Baru who had attempted to protect the interests of pastoralists Askia Muhammad won a control over the caravan trade routes in West Africa, but was overthrown by his own son, Askia Musa, in a coup in 1528. The Fulani, after being the first group of people in West Africa to convert to Islam, became active in supporting Islamic theology and ideology from centers such as Timbuktu. The Fula people who later became known as the Tora'be, worked with Berber and Arabian Islamic clerics, charting out the spread of Islam in West Africa. The Fula people led many jihads, or holy wars, some of which were major These war efforts helped spread Islam in West Africa, as well as helped them dominate much of the Sahel region of West Africa during the medieval and pre-colonial era history, establishing them not only as a religious group but also as a political and economic force. Rise to dominance in West Africa Futa Toro was established in the 1500s, by Danayanki dynasty built out of Fulani and Mandinka forces. The importance of Fula people to this rule led to this era known as Empire of Great Fulo. The Fulani raided and violently disrupted the trade routes that accounted for the economic prosperity of older African kingdoms and thus began their rise. Futa Bundu, sometimes called Bondu and located in Senegal and Phileme River's confluence, became a center for the rise of West Africa-wide Fula Empire and influence in 17th century. From the 18th century onwards, the frequency of Jihads increased such as those led by Ibrahim Sori and Karamoko Ali in 1725. The Fulani became a hegemonic force and were politically dominant in many areas. The region was engulfed in theocratic wars. With many Islamic lineages seeking political power and control. The Moroccans invaded the western Sahel adding to an anarchical situation. Food production plummeted, and during this period's famine. Plagued the region. Negatively affecting the political situation and increasing the trigger for militant control of the economic activity. Over time, the Fulé Empire split among the later descendants and developed into many emirates. The main nuclei of Fule power were the polities in the Senegal River Valley, the Fuata Jalan Mountains, in Guinea, the inland delta of the Niger in Mali, Marsena, the north of Nigeria and the Adamawa Plateau in Cameroon. In between these big centers there were numerous small polities dominated by the Fule in the central Gorma of present-day Mali and the north. And west of Burkina Faso, Gelgoji, Babula, Dori, Liptako, northern Benin, Borgu, the Seine Gambia, northern Senegal, Bundu. And the southern and western parts of present day Niger, Dalol Boso. Bernie Nkoni. mate of Futa Jalan, the Emirate, Ema mate of Timbo in the Fuata Jalan was the first of the Fulay Emirates in West Africa. It developed from a revolt by Islamic Fulay. Against their oppression by the pagan Pulay, or non Islamic Fulay and the Jalinki, the original Mandé inhabitants of the Fuata Jalin, during the first half of the 18th century. The first ruler took the title of Almami and resided in Timbo, near the modern-day town of Mamu. The town became the political capital of the newly formed Imamate, with the religious capital was Located in Fugamba, the Council of Elders of the Futa Jalan state were also based in Fugamba, acting as a break on the Almami's powers. The newly formed Imamate was mostly located mainly in present. day Guinea, but also spanned parts of modern-day Guinea-Bissau, Senegal, and Sierra Leone. This emirate was, in fact, a federal state of nine provinces, Timbo, Fugambar, Uuria, Koyan, Kola'i, Kibali, Labey, Fode Haji, and Timbi. After the Muslim Fuley victory, other ethnic groups who had resisted the jihad were deprived of their rights to land except for a small piece for their subsistence and were reduced to servitude. The nomad Puli Fulae lost all freedom of movement, and thus, began to settle en masse. The Jelonki lost their noble status and became slaves. McHugh. Later. Due to strife between two branches of the Yankee royal lineage, the Surya and the Alfia a system for the rotation of office between these branches was set up. This led to an almost. Permanent state of civil strife since none of the parties was inclined to respect the system, which considerably weakened the power of the political center. The Empire of Messina the. Marsina Emirate also called Dina. Religion, in full Fulda, with Arabic origins, was established by the Fulba Jihad led by Sheikhu Ahmadu in 1818. The origins of the Masina Emirate in the inner delta of the Niger are also found in rebellion. This time against the Bambara, Mana Kingdom of Segu, a political power that controlled the region from outside. This jihad was inspired by events in northern Nigeria where an important scholar of the time, Usman dan Fodio, established an Islamic empire with Sokoto as its capital. For some time, groups of Fulba had been dominant in parts of the delta, thereby creating a complex hierarchy dating back through several waves of conquest. However, due to internecine warfare, they were never able to organize a countervailing force against the Bamana Kingdom. In 1818, an Islamic cleric named Ahmadu Hamadi Bubu united the Fulba under the banner of Islam and fought a victorious battle against the Bamana and their allies. He subsequently established his rule in the inland delta and the adjacent dry lands east and west of the delta. This state appears to have had tight control over its core area, as evidenced by the fact that its political and economic organization is still manifested today in the organization of agricultural production in the inland delta. Despite its power and omnipresence, the hegemony of the emirate was constantly threatened. During the reign of Armadu Armadu, the grandson of Sheku Armadu, internal contradictions weakened the emirate until it became easy prey for the forces of the Fatanki, which subsequently overthrew the Marcina emirate, in 1862. The Fatanki, Tukorlur Empire Many regard the Fatanki or Tukorlur conquest of Western Sudan and Central Mali as a reform movement. The character of the Fatanki emirate was somewhat different, Although its founding was related to the conquest of the Masina Emirate and the Bamana kingdoms of Segu and Kata in the aftermath of a movement for reform, threatened by French colonial forces while at the same time being supplied with firearms by them, the Fatanki staged a jihad to fight paganism and the competing Islamic Brotherhood of the Tijanya. Its founder, El-Hajj Umar Tall, an Islamic reformer originating from the Fuata Toro on the banks of the Senegal River, died fighting against rebels shortly after his forces defeated the Masina Emirate. After El-Hajj Umar's death, the emirate was divided into three states, each ruled by one of his sons. These three states had their capitals respectively in the towns of Nioro, Segu and Bandiagara. A most important distinction was between noblemen, free people, and the non-free, Rimib or Makhub. The noblemen consisted of the ruling class of political overlords and Islamic clerics, as well as the pastoral Fulba populations, who helped them come to power. Together, they formed a group of vassals to the political elite and were considered noblemen. Although, in reality, their political influence was minimal. The conquered populations were reduced to servitude or slavery, and more slaves were captured to provide enough labor for the functioning of the economy. Also, there were groups of bards, courtiers, and artisans who occupied lower political and social positions. The Sokoto Caliphate and its various emirates, the Sokoto. Caliphate was by far the largest and most successful legacy of Fulani power in Western Africa. It was the largest, as well as the most well-organized, of the Fulani Jihad states. Throughout the 19th. century, Sokoto was one of the largest and most powerful empires in West Africa until 1903 when defeated by European colonial forces. The Sokoto Caliphate included several emirates, the largest of, which was Adamawa, although the Kano emirate was the most populated. Others included, but are not limited to, Gombe emirate, Gwandu emirate, Bauchi emirate, Katsina emirate, Zazao Emirate, Hadegia Emirate, and Muri Emirate. While establishing their hegemony, the Fulba defined a strict social hierarchy and imposed limitations on economic and trading activities, the purpose of which was to ensure a constant flow of tax revenue and commodities to the state apparatus and the standing army. Especially for the cavalry. The freedom for pastoralists to move around was curtailed to ensure the smooth functioning of other production activities, such as cereal cultivation and, in the case of Marsina, of fishing activities. There appears to be considerable resistance to the forced acceptance of Islam by these emirates. For example, many nomadic Fulba, predominantly Wadabe, fled northern Nigeria when their liberty was curtailed and they were forced to convert to Islam following the jihads. Instigated by Usman Dan Fodio from Sokoto conversion to Islam meant not only changing one's religion but also submitting to rules dealing with every aspect of social, political and cultural life. Intrusions with which many nomadic fulba were not comfortable. Abdullahi Dan Fodio, brother of Shehu Dan Fodio stated that Tarankawa, Tarubi, Tirobe, a part Fulani, and part Arabs, they are Arabs. Through Uqba ibn Nafi who was an Arab Muslim of the Umayyad branch of the Quraysh and hence, a member of the family of the Prophet, Uqba ibn Nafi allegedly married a Fulani woman called Bajamangbu, through which the Tirodbi family of Usman dan Fodio descended. Caliph Muhammad Bello writing in his book In Faq al-Mansur claimed descent from Prophet Muhammad through his paternal grandmothers. lineage, called Hawa, mother of Usman dan Fodio, al-Haji Muhammadu Junaidu. Waziran Sokoto restated the claims of Sheikh Abdullahi bin Fodio in respect of the Danfodio family being part Arabs and part Fulani, while Amadu Bello in his autobiography written after independence replicated Caliph's Muhammadu Bello claim of descent from the Arabs through Usman Danfodio's mother, taking the historical Account The family of Shehu Dan Fodio are partly Arabs and partly Fulani who culturally assimilated with the Hausas and can be described as Hausa Fulani Arabs. Society The Fulani. Migrant. Arabs and Hausa people have taken some influences from each other's cultures. Upon the success recorded in the 1804 Fulani War of Usman dan Fodio, who is claimed to be partly Arab and partly Fulani. Many Arabs and Fulay subsequently joined the ruling classes of the northern Nigerian emirate. They dress and speak like their Hausa neighbors and live in the same form. See Hausa Fulani and Hausa. Fulani Arabs. The Fulay who didn't settle during this period and their descendants, however, still keep an obvious distinct identity from that of the Hausa and other surrounding groups of the region. This Hausa-Fulani interaction is uncommon outside the eastern subregion of West Africa. The two people in the central Senegal River Valley are closely related to the Fula people. During the medieval era, they paid a tribute to the Fula. Large numbers of other Fula speakers live scattered in the region and have a lower status. They are descendants of Fula-owned slaves, now legally emancipated. In some regions they still pay tribute to Fula elites, and they are often denied chances for upward social mobility. In Mali, Burkina Faso and Senegal for instance, those within the Fulay cultural sphere, but who are not ethnically Fula, are referred to as Yimei Pulaku, people of the Fula culture. As such, Fulani culture includes people who may or may not be ethnic Fulani. Although slavery is now illegal, memories of the past relationship between Fulba and Rimae are still very much alive in both groups. Paul Reisman, an American ethnographer who resided among the Gelguji fulba of Burkina Faso in the 1980s, states that the fulae are tall, slim, and light-skinned. They have thin straight noses, and their hair tends to be long and curly. In contrast, the rimae are stocky, tending towards corpulence, Dark-skinned with flat, squashed, noses, and short kinky hair. Slavery and caste system Fula society features the caste. Divisions typical of the West African region. The fairly rigid caste system of the Fula people has medieval roots, was well established by the 15th century, and it has survived into modern age. The four major castes, states Martin Kitsch, in their order of status are nobility, traders, tradesmen, such as blacksmith, and descendants of slaves. According to the African Commission on Human and People's Rights, the Fulani people have held on to a strict caste system. There are the Fulani proper. Also referred to as the fulle, including the Pullo, also called the Rhyme, singular, and the Dimo, meaning noble. There is the artisan caste, including blacksmiths, potters, griots, genealogists, woodworkers, and dressmakers. They belong to castes but are free people. Then there are those. Castes of captive, slave or serf ancestry, the Makuo, Rime, Dimajo, and less often Ali, the Fulani equivalent of the Tuareg Akelan known as Buzu, Buzu, Bella in the Hausa and Songhe languages, respectively. The Fulani rulers and merchants were, like many other ruling ethnic groups of Africa. Also involved in the transatlantic slave trade, sourcing the enslaved people through raids and from captives they took by waging war. Many Fulani were enslaved and raided by ethnic groups who adhere to traditional African religions. The Fulani castes are endogamous in nature, meaning individuals marry only within their caste. This caste system, however, wasn't as elaborate in places like northern Nigeria, eastern Niger or Cameroon. According to some estimates, by the late 19th. century, slaves constituted about 50% of the population of the Fule ruled Adamawa Emirate, where they were referred to as Jai, singular Jado. Though very high, these figures are representative of many other emirates of the Sokoto Caliphate, of which Adamawa formed a part. The caste based social stratification among the Fula people was widespread and seen across the Sahel, such as Bikina, Faso, Niger, Senegal, Guinea, Mali, Nigeria, Sudan, and others. Culture Traditional livelihood The Fulani are traditionally a nomadic, pastoralist trading people. They herd cattle, goats and sheep across the vast dry hinterlands of their domain, keeping somewhat separate from the local agricultural populations. They are the largest nomadic ethnic group in the world and inhabit several territories over an area larger in size than the continental United States. The pastoral lifestyle of the herders tribe makes it complicated for a non-member to date or marry a Fulani woman. The Fulani follow a code of behavior known as Pulaku which consists of the qualities of patience, self-control, discipline, prudence, modesty, respect for others, including foes, wisdom, forethought, personal responsibility, hospitality, courage, and hard work. Among the nomadic Fulani, Women in their spare time make handicrafts including engraved goods, weavings, knitting. Beautifully made covers for calabashes known as mbidu, and baskets. The Fulani men are less involved in the production of crafts such as pottery, ironworking, and dyeing, unlike males from neighboring ethnic groups around them. In virtually every area of West Africa, where the nomadic Fulé reside, there has been an increasing trend of conflicts between farmers, sedentary, and grazier. Pastoral nomadic. There have been numerous such cases on the Joss Plateau, the Western High Plateau, the central, middle belt regions of Nigeria, northern Burkina Faso, and southern Chad. The rearing of cattle is a principal activity in four of Cameroon's ten administrative regions as well as three other provinces with herding on a lesser scale, throughout the north and central regions of Nigeria, as well as the entire Sahel and Sudan region. For decades there have been intermittent skirmishes between the Woai Baroro, graziers, and sedentary farmers such as the Yukon, Tiv, Chumba, Bamaleke, Workam, Bachama, Genjo, Imbula, Beram, Mamuye, Ker Ker, and sometimes even the Hausa. Such conflicts usually begin when cattle have strayed into farmlands and destroyed crops. Thousands of Fulani have been forced to migrate from their traditional homelands in the Sahel to areas further south because of increasing encroachment of Saharan desertification. Nigeria alone loses 2,168 square. Kilometers. 837 square miles. Of cattle rangeland and cropland every year to desertification. Posing serious threats to the livelihoods of about 20 million people. Recurrent droughts have meant that a lot of. Traditional herding families have been forced to give up their nomadic way of life, losing a sense of their identity in the process. Increasing urbanization has also meant that a lot of traditional Fulani grazing lands have been taken for developmental purposes, or forcefully converted into farmlands. These actions often result in violent attacks and reprisal counterattacks being exchanged between the Fulani, who feel their way of life and survival are being threatened, and other populations who often feel aggrieved from loss of farm produce even if the lands they farm on were initially barren and uncultivated, Fulani in Nigeria have often requested for the development of exclusive grazing reserves, to curb conflicts. All the leading presidential aspirants of previous elections, seeking Fule votes have made several of such failed promises in their campaigns. Discussions among government officials, traditional rulers, and Fulani leaders on the welfare of the pastoralists have always centered on requests and pledges for protecting grazing spaces and cattle passages. The growing pressure from Ardoin, the Fulani community leaders, for the salvation of what is left of the customary grazing land has caused some state governments with large populations of herders, such as Gombe, Bauchi, Adamawa, Taraba, Plateau, and Kaduna, to include in their development plans the reactivation and preservation of grazing reserves. Quick to grasp the desperation of cattle keepers for land, the administrators have instituted a grazing reserve committee to find a lasting solution. To the rapid depletion of grazing land resources in Nigeria the fulani believe that the expansion of the grazing reserves will boost livestock population lessen the difficulty of herding reduce seasonal migration and enhance the interaction among farmers pastoralists and rural dwellers despite these expectations grazing reserves are not within the reach of about three-quarters of the nomadic Fulani in Nigeria, who number in the millions, and about 60% of migrant pastoralists who use the existing grazing reserves keep to the same reserves every year. The number and the Distribution of the grazing reserves in Nigeria range from insufficient to severely insufficient for Fulani livestock. In countries like Nigeria, Cameroon, and Burkina Faso where meat supplies are entirely dependent on the Fulani, such conflicts lead to scarcity and hikes in animal protein prices. In recent times, the Nigerian Senate and other lawmakers have been bitterly divided in attempts to pass bills on grazing lands and migration corridors for Fulani herdsmen. This was mainly due to southern and central Nigerian lawmakers opposing the proposal, and northern lawmakers being in support. Fulani are involved in communal conflicts in Nigeria and Mali. Language The language of the Fulani is Pula, which is also the language of the Tuareg. All Senegalese and Mauritanians who speak the language natively are known as the Hal Pula or Hal Pula'in, which means speakers of Pula. Hal is the Root of the Pular verb halagol, meaning, to speak. In some areas, e.g. in northern Cameroon, Fulfulda is a local lingua franca. There are three writing systems used to write this. Language. An Arabic-derived one called Ajami a Latin-derived system with six sets, and a native phonetic faithful system called Adlam recently invented in 1989. The third one is the most increasingly popular not only learnt by hundreds of thousands of people among the diaspora worldwide but has also apps and computer programs created to assist in the script's adoption. Moral code central to the Fulani people's lifestyle is a code of behavior known as Pulaku, Fulfulde, or Laawul Fulay, literally meaning the Fulani pathways, which are passed on by each generation. Is high moral values of the Fulba, which enable them to maintain their identity across boundaries and changes of lifestyle. Essentially viewed as what makes a person fulani, or fulaniness, pulaku includes munyal, patience, self-control, discipline, prudence garche, semtinde, modesty, respect for others, including foes, hakil, wisdom, forethought, personal responsibility, Hospitality Sagata, Tinade, courage, hard work dress There are no particular outfits for all Fulani subgroups. Dressing and clothing accessories such as ornaments mostly depend on the particular region. The traditional dress of the Fulba Wadabe consists of long colorful flowing robes, modestly embroidered or otherwise decorated. In the Futa Jalan highlands of Central Guinea, it is common to see men wearing a distinctive hat with colorful embroidery. In Nigeria, Cameroon and Niger, men wear a hat that tapers off at three angular tips, known as a noppier. Both men and women wear a characteristic white or black cotton fabric gown. Adorned with intricate blue, red and green thread embroidery work, with styles differing according to region and sex. It is not uncommon to see the women decorate their hair with bead hair accessories as well as cowrie shells. Fula women often use henna for hand, arm and feet decorations. Their long hair is put into five. Long braids that either hang or are sometimes looped on the sides. It is common for women and girls to have silver coins and amber attached to their braids. Some of these coins are very old and have been passed down in the family. The women often wear many bracelets on their wrists. The women can also be seen wearing a colorful cloth, Mojare. Around, the waist, head or over one shoulder. Like, the men, the women have markings on their faces around their eyes and mouths that they were given as children. The western fulba in countries like Mali, Senegal and Mauritania use indigo inks around, the mouth, resulting in a blackening around the lips and gums. Fulani men are often seen wearing solid-colored shirt and pants which go down to their lower calves, made from locally grown cotton, Oh, long cloth wrapped around their faces, and a conical hat made from straw and leather on their turbans, and carrying their walking sticks across their shoulders with their arms resting on top of it. Often the men have markings on either side of their faces and or on their foreheads. They received these markings as children. Fula ethics are strictly governed by the notion of pulaku. Women wear long robes with flowery shawls. They decorate themselves with necklaces, earrings, nose rings and anklets. Herding fula are primarily known to be pastoralists, but are also traders in some areas. Most fula in the countryside spend long times alone on foot and can be seen frequently parading with their cattle throughout the West African hinterland, moving their herds in search of water and better pasture. They were, and still are, the only major migratory people group of West Africa, although the Tuareg people, another nomadic tribe of North African origin, live just immediately north of Fula territory and sometimes live alongside the Fulani in countries such as Mali, Niger and Burkina Faso. The Fulani, as a result of their constant wandering of the past, can be seen in every climatic zone and habitat of West Africa, from the deserts of the north, to the derived savanna and forests of the south. From the 16th to 20th centuries, many Fulani communities settled in the highlands of the Jos Plateau, the Western High Plateau of Bemenda, and Adamawa Plateau of Nigeria and the Cameroons. These are the highest elevated places in West Africa, and their altitude can reach up to 8,700 feet above sea level. The highland plateaus have a more temperate climate conducive for cattle herding activities, which allowed fulba populations to settle there in waves of migrations. From further west, though most fula now live in towns or villages, a large proportion of the population is still either fully nomadic, or semi-nomadic in nature. Wealth is counted by how large the herd of cattle is. Long ago Fulani tribes and clans used to fight over cattle and grazing rights. Being the most treasured animal that the Fulanis herd, the cows are very special. Many people say that a person cannot speak full if he does not own a cow. The Fulani have a tradition of giving a habanaya, a cow which is loaned to another until she calves. Once the calf is weaned it is retained, and the cow is returned to its owner. This habanaya is a highly prized animal. Upon receipt of this gift, there is a special ceremony in honor of the gift. The recipient buys special treats and invites his neighbors for this event in which the habanaya is given a name. The habanaya is never to be struck under any circumstance. Fulani nomads keep various species of cattle, but the zebu is the most common in the West African hinterland, due to its drought-resistant traits. In the wetter areas of Futa Jalan and Casamance, the dwarf Indama is more common, as they are highly resistant to trypanosomiasis and other conditions directly associated with high humidity. Subspecies of zebu include the white Fulani cattle, locally known as the Aku, Akuji, Baroroji, white Kano. Yakanagi or Bunagi, which are an important beef breed of cattle found throughout the area conquered by the Fulani people and beyond in the Sahel zone of Africa. The Red Fulani cattle, which are called the Jaffan, French, Jaffan in Nigeria and Cameroon, and Falata in Chad, as well as other names such as the Mabaroro, Red Baroro or Bodardi. Another subspecies is the Sokoto Gadali and the Adamawa Gadali, or simply Gadali, which means horned and short legged in the Hausa language. The widely accepted theory for the origin of present-day zebu cattle in West Africa is that they came from the westward. Spread of the early zebu populations in East Africa through the Sudan. Other breeds of zebu are found mainly in the drier regions. Their body conformation resembles the zebu cattle of eastern Africa. The zebu did not appear in West Africa until about 1800. The increasing aridity of the climate and the deterioration of the environment in the Sahel appear to have favoured the introduction and spread of the zebu, as they are superior to longhorn and shorthorn cattle in withstanding drought conditions. The origins and classification of the Fulani remains controversial. One school of thought is of The opinion that the Fulani cattle are truly long-horned zebus that first arrived in Africa from Asia on the east coast, these are believed to have been introduced into West Africa by Arab invaders during the 7th century, roughly about the same time that the short-horned zebus arrived into East Africa. This theory is supported by the appearance of the skull as well as the thoracic hump of the Fulani cattle. Another school of thought contends that these cattle originated from the Horn of Africa, present-day Ethiopia and Somalia, and that interbreeding between the short-horned Zebu, which arrived in the horn around the first millennium BC and the ancient Hamitic longhorn and Taurus brachyceros shorthorn, which had arrived much earlier, occurred in the horn about 2000-1500 BCE. The subsequent successive introductions of the shorthorned zebu are believed to have displaced most Sangha cattle into southern Africa during this period of constant movement of people and animals within africa some of these sangha cattle probably intermixed with the short horned thoracic humped cattle to produce the thoracic humped sangha the latter may have migrated most probably along with the spread of islam Westerly to constitute what are today the lyre horned cattle of West and Central Africa, including the Fulani cattle. Originally, the white Fulani were indigenous to North Nigeria, Southeast Niger, and Northeast Cameroon, owned by both Fulani and Hausa people. They then spread to southern Chad and western Sudan. Every year, In the Malian town of Diafarabe, Fulani men cross the Niger River with their cattle, in an annual cycle of transhumance. This annual festival is known in the local Fulfulda as the Jugal. Since the founding of the village in 1818, it has always been the most important Fulani festival. It takes place on a Saturday in November or December. The day is carefully chosen based on the state of pastures and the water levels in the river Niger. During the rainy season, the river swells, and the areas around the village are inundated in water, as the level of the river Niger rises, and turns Diafarabe into an island. The cattle are kept on the lush fields up north or south. But when the West African monsoon subsides and the drier season returns, the water level drops and the cattle can return home again. The crossing is more than a search for pastures. It is also a competition to show craftsmanship as a herdsman. The cattle are driven into the river. And each herder, with no help from others, loudly encourages the animals to move forward. As he stands or swims between them, holding on to the horns of the bulls. The smaller animals don't have to swim, but are lifted into pirogues. When all the cattle are back, they are judged by a panel which decides whose animals are the fattest. That herder is awarded best caretaker, and he is awarded by the community. The worst caretaker ends up with a shameful prize, a peanut. Besides being a competition of herdsmanship, it is also a social event. The herdsmen return after having been away for the most part of the year and they meet their family and friends again. It is a time for celebration. The women decorate their house with woven mats and paint the floor with white and black clay, braid their hair with very intricate patterns, and dress up for their husbands and loved ones. Impressed by the cultural significance attached to the annual event, UNESCO included it on its list of World Cultural Heritage events. Music The Fula have a rich musical culture and play. A variety of traditional instruments including drums, hodu, a plucked skin-covered lute similar to a banjo, and riti or riti a one-string bowed instrument similar to a violin, in addition to vocal music. The well-known Senegalese fula musician Baba Mal sings in Pula on his recordings. Zaharit or ululation is a popular form of vocal music formed by rapidly moving the tongue sideways and making a sharp, high sound. Fulani music is as varied as its people. The numerous subgroups all maintain unique repertoires of music and dance. Songs and dances reflect traditional life and are specifically designed for each individual occasion. Music is played at any occasion. When herding cattle, working in the fields, preparing food, or at the temple. Music is extremely important to the village life cycle, with field cultivation, harvest and winnowing of millet performed to the rhythm of the songs and drums. Fulani herders have a special affinity for the flute and violin nyanioru. The young Fulani Shepherd like to whistle and sing softly as they wander the silent savanna with cattle and goats. The truly Fulani instruments are the one-string viola of the Fulani, nyanioru, the flute, the two-to-five-string lute hodu or molo, and the buba and bordi set of drums but they are also influenced by the other instruments of the region such as the beautiful West African harp, the kora, and the balafon. Entertainment is the role of certain castes. The performance of music is the realm of specialized castes. The griots or or orlube recite the history of the people, places and events of the community food kosam can be the general term for both fresh milk miradam and yogurt known as pendidon in full folder it is central to fulba identity and revered as a drink or in one of its various processed forms such as yogurt and cheese ketugol and label are derived from milk fat Are used in light cooking and hair weaving. It is common to see Fulani women hawking milk. Products in characteristic, beautifully decorated calabashes balanced on their heads. Other meals include a heavy porridge, niri, made of flour from such grains as millet, sorghum, or corn, which is eaten in combination with soup takai harco made from tomatoes onions spices peppers and other vegetables another popular meal eaten by almost all fulani communities is made from fermenting milk into yogurt and eaten with corn couscous known as lachiri or dakare either in the same bowl or separately Also, a fluid or porridge called gari made of flour cereals such as millet, sorghum, or corn and milk. The Wadabe traditionally eat millet, milk, and meat as staples. Millet is eaten in the morning, noon, and night as a grease with a sauce or stew which usually contains tomatoes, peppers, bone, meat onion and other vegetables on special occasions they eat meat such as goat or beef a thick beverage similar to the tuareg eggejera is made by pounding goat cheese milk dates and millet houses traditionally nomadic fula live in domed houses known as a bakaru or suaduhudo, literally grass house During the dry season, the characteristically hemisphere-shaped, domed houses are supported by compact millet stalk pillars, and by reed mats held together and tied against wood poles, in the wet or rainy season. These mobile houses are very easy to set up, and dismantle, as typical of houses from nomadic societies. When it is time to move, the houses are easily disassembled and loaded onto donkeys, horses or camels for transport. With recent trends however, many Fula now live in mud or concrete block houses. Once they are set up, the room is divided into a sleeping compartment, and another compartment where calabashes and guards of all sizes are. Intricately arranged in a stack according to their sizes and functions. Spoons made from gorda are hung from the rooftop, with others meant for grain storage. Genomic studies the paternal. Lineages of the Fula, Fule, Fulani tend to vary depending on geographic location. According to a study by Cruciani et al. 2002, around 90% of Fulani individuals from Burkina Faso carried haplotype 24, which corresponds with the EM2 that is common in West Africa. The remainder belonged to haplotype 42, haplogroup EM132. Both of these clades are today most frequent among Niger-Congo-speaking populations, particularly those inhabiting Senegal. Similarly, 53% of the Fulani in northern Cameroon bore Haplogroup EM-132, with the rest mainly carrying other African clades, 12% Haplogroup A and 6 percent haplogroup E1-B1-A. A minority carried the West Eurasian haplogroups T. 18%, and R1-12%. Mulcair-A-L. 2004. Observed a similar frequency of haplogroup R1 subclades in their Fulani samples from. Cameroon. 18%. A study by Hassan al. 2008. On the Fulani in Sudan observed a significantly higher occurrence of the West Eurasian haplogroup R1, 53.8%. The remainder belonged to various Afro. Asiatic associated haplogroup EM215 subclades including 34.62% EM78 and 27.2% EV22. al 2013. Similarly observed significant frequencies of the haplogroups R1B and E1B1B in their. Pastoralist Fulani groups from Niger. E1B1B attained its highest frequencies among the local Fulani Ada, 60%, and R1B among the Fulani Zinda, approximately 31%. This was in sharp contrast to most of the other Fulani pastoralist groups elsewhere, including those from Burkina Faso, Cameroon, Mali and Chad. All of these latter Fulani communities instead bore over 69 to 75 percent West African paternal haplogroups. Mountain DNA. Maternal, in contrast to their heterogeneous paternal lineages, the Fulani largely cluster maternally with other Niger-Congo populations. Only 8.1% of their mtDNA clades were associated. With West Eurasian or Afro-Asiatic groups, J1B, U5, H, and V. According to Mark S. Miller, a study of four Fulani nomad populations, N186, in three countries in the Sahel, Chad, Cameroon, and Burkina Faso, the only group of nomadic Fulani that manifests some similarities with geographically related agricultural populations, from Guinea-Bissau and Nigeria, comes from Chibua in northern Cameroon. Autosomal DNA. Overall, according to Tishgar Fayal. 2009 the Fulani's genomic ancestry clusters near that of Chadic and Central Sudanic-speaking populations. Based on this, the researchers suggest that the Fulani may have adopted a Niger-Congo language at some point in their history while intermarrying with local populations. Additionally, low to moderate levels of West Eurasian admixture was also observed in the Fulani samples, which the authors propose may have been introduced via the Iberian Peninsula. Notable Fulanis Tukolur people or Tarodbi. Jobawa Sulabawa Dogon people. That's all for today folks. Again, you can read this article at en.wikipedia.org wiki slash underscore people. Thank you for listening to the podcast. But now, that it's done. Please play another one.